My name is Telomere Venomstar. I greatly appreciate you listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. And from there, there's a variety of perks you can sign up for. <sighs> Perhaps this would be easier if I wear the mask. <laughs> Oh, there's so many perks! For $5, you get exclusive access to Discord channels! <laughs> For $10, you'll have an NPC if you like this modeled after you for a future show! And for $15, you'll get a behind-the-scenes show called Behind the DM Screen! <laughs> oh... I really appreciate you listening in on the show. Last time on Noobs and Dragons, the group has decided to save the child that was kidnapped by the serial killer Telomere Venomstar. After finding where he's been hiding, Tilly attempts to rescue the young boy, only to be confronted by the supernova himself. And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. Tilly. You're in... Yes. <laughs> you're in the doorframe. Of this apartment in Narquelian, where you've tracked down the boogeyman, Telomere Venomstar, one of the five supernovas. And as you grab the kid, your illusion, or uh, your invisibility, I should say, faded. And you're looking up at Telomere Venomstar, whose cloak sort of, like, rustles a bit as he, you know, dove forward into, like, the, uh, the door. And he's looking down at you, and he said your name. He can now see you. You're now visible. The kid looks really confused. Uh, whereas before he was screaming and trying to put up a fight, now he's he's still pulling and tugging on his arm to try to get away from you, but he doesn't really know exactly what's going on. And you almost think for a split second that maybe he's sort of dropped his, his you know, sort of like, you know, uh, his, the volume of his voice. You know, he stopped screaming because of the fact that Telomere seems to know you. He said your name. Oh, hey, buddy. What's going on? Tilly, I can only assume you're here for the child. I mean, this kid is, like, posted all over milk cartons around the city. Uh, his, his father's super worried. I talked to him in the bar the other day, and... um. I'm I'm glad he's okay. I'm sure you were just, you know, gonna, you know, take him back to his dad and, you know, help him find his way home, right? Come inside, Tilly. You can gather the child's belongings. And he kind of, like, opens the door a bit and it kind of, like, you know, leaves enough room for you to step inside. Do you walk in? I, like, start to walk in. 
but in like one of those ways where it's like I know something's gonna happen, so I'm moving really slow and methodical, like to be prepared to take action at any moment. On guard, you walk in and you slowly step in and look into the room, and your eyes scan across, and it looks like a a regular room. There's some chairs, a table. It looks like there's maybe uh, some like kind of like writing utensils and like a, a, a well of ink at the, the table in the center of this room. There's a bed on the opposite side. It looks like this is sort of like, think of it almost like a studio apartment as you walk in. It's like all one big chamber. There's uh, uh, two separate beds. Uh, one bed, is, well, each bed is about the same size. They're like almost like you can consider them like twin size. And uh, there's like a fireplace. It looks like there's a cauldron, uh, you know, in the, like a big pot in the, the fire. And uh, the fire's, you know, uh, really, really, you know, low. It's uh, just, you know, kind of smoldering. And it looks sort of homey. It looks fine. And you step in. Do you step in completely, like, through the door? Uh, yeah, like, right inside the doorway to where I could see all this. And then I stop and I tell the kid, like, Hey, buddy, uh, why don't you go uh, gather up your things? Um, I'm going to take you back to your dad. He's super worried about you. And uh, let me talk to uh, Uncle Boogie alone here. <laughs> Uncle Boogie. Uh, the, the kid sort of looks to Telomere Venomstar. And Telomere Venomstar says, It is time to gather your belongings, child. Make sure to get them all. And the kid kind of like looks a little like kind of like, uh, ro- roll actually insight, uh, Tilly. Twenty-four. With a twenty-four, the kid is kind of wearing his heart on his sleeve. He seems a little disappointed. Uh, he looks a little sad, and he kind of like walks into the the room uh, at the uh, table. Now that you've kind of stepped in, you can see, uh, you know, the the bag, uh, or there is a bag, and it looks like uh, uh, there is like maybe like bread in it or something. Uh, it looks like there's crumbs out on the table. Uh, and you step into the the this like you know uh, room completely, right? Yeah. The door slams shut. Damn it. Hildegard, Alistair, and Jandar. The three of you are down the hall, and you guys uh, heard muffled talking for maybe a few seconds, and then the door slams shut. Hildegard looks to you two, and it looks like her sword is now like a quarter out of the the scabbard, and she's like, are are we just going to go in and kill him? And she's, like, at this point kind of sweaty, and she looks really on edge. Uh, Roll uh, insight, the both of you. And what did you guys get? 14. And Alistair? 10. With a 10, Alistair, she does look kind of, uh, uh, like, a little edgy. Uh, with a 14, uh, Jandar, uh, Hildegard uh, seems really, she's sweaty. She seems on edge. You think that she's, you know, like, it's sort of in fight or flight mode at this moment, and it looks like she's now pushing herself to, like, go further, and she's really, really adamant to get into battle at this point. I'm just gonna, like, get her attention and let her know it's not that easy. He's not normal. We gotta, we gotta think this one through if we, if we react too hastily like i don't know someone standing by us has in the past i did that it was a bad idea it's a real bad idea 
And uh, uh, I tell you what, make me a, uh, uh, how about a persuasion check? Persuasion, that would give me, mm-hmm. why can't I find, oh, there it is. Uh, that'd be a t- unnatural 20. Wow, uh, she she calms down a bit. She slides the sword back into the scabbard, and her her heavy breathing is is you know it's still a bit labored, uh, but she she kind of goes sorry sorry uh, sorry. You're okay. He's scary as shit. We get it. We should probably go up to that door and be ourselves. I don't know. What are we What are we doing? We clearly aren't doing anything because Tilly just decided to go walk inside the building, the door. But Tilly's got this handle. That's far as I'm concerned. I'm so scared. (laughs) Okay, let's just get closer. I mean, worst case scenario, we lose Tilly. Is that really a loss? If we get away alive, no. If we get dead too, bad. Very for once, bad. For once, I, I, I think we see eye to eye here. In, this, is, this is impressive. I, I think we're when we see our lives before ourselves, we're uh, pretty much in line. All right, let's get closer to the door sure. and prepare to shit ourselves. Sure, let's try to eavesdrop a little bit and see what we can uh, oh, find yeah. out. Would you guys like to make stealth checks as you get Absolutely. closer? Absolutely. Oh, that would be a 24. Wow. Oh, and I have advantage on stealth checks because of my stuff. It's cool. The first roll is great. Um, that was a... Oh, that's a uh, 24. Wow. So all three of you creep down the hall. And Hildegard this time around doesn't bump into anything. Uh, she's calmed down now a bit thanks to Jandar. And the three of you get up to that door. And Hildegard like, kind of like, like harshly kind of whispers. She's like, now what? Can we hear anything through the door? All of you make perception checks. Tilly, you step in, and uh, the the kid starts like kind of like putting in like kind of into a pile. It doesn't seem like he's you know really working too hard at this. Uh, you know, like some like stuffed animals, like a doll. Uh, he it looks like he's just sort of like kind of putting it in a pile and rearranging it, and it does, it looks kind of like a kid who just doesn't really want to go anywhere. He's just not doing that great of a job doing this and uh, you and Telomere are just sort of standing by the front door awkwardly and Telomere doesn't really he's still stoic and emotionless what would you like to do Tilly so I'm gonna uh, lean up to him or like look up at him sorry Mm -hmm. and um, just be like so that weather out there is pretty crazy eh Telomere stares down he says I suppose. I've seen crazy here. You know, uh, so uh, you been doing any uh, boogieing lately? I had been trying. It had almost been a month. But that's okay. Yeah, well, I mean, this, this, this child's father is really worried. I wanted to make sure he got home. Like, you keep I mean, saying that, Tilly. That yeah. his father is very worried. And he kind of like leans down a bit to you so that only that you, like, you know, like the kid wouldn't be able to hear. Uh, and he sort of stares at you for a moment. He says, but is he all that worried? And then I stare at him like eye to eye. Not afraid at all, even though I'm super afraid. 
And I go, I don't really know. He seemed worried. But did but, he, though? But maybe he isn't. I assure you he's not. Either way, I really can't let you, like, boogie this kid. So, um, I mean, if he can just gather his stuff, and then we can be on our way, and then, you know, you, you can find another child later, and then I'll just stop you doing that one. So, you know, we can go about this all day, or... You know, you could, you know, just be a cool guy and, you know, start using some of your, you know, powers for good. And I like gulp. (laughs) (laughs) Tilly, I like most beings on this world of ours. I am incredibly selfish. I don't plan to use my powers for anything other than my own pleasures, and I assure you I will not be working towards the forces of good anytime soon. I have my own agenda. It is a very selfish agenda, but it is the only one that makes me feel, and so I will continue to do so. And while I don't enjoy having to get violent, you may stop me here, but it doesn't mean that you'll be able to find me the next time. I was a rather short on time now because I have other pressing arrangements after this month was to be over. Oh, yeah? Well, what might those be? I'm sure you can guess I'm one of the five supernovas, and I have responsibilities to the organization known as the Cult of the Dark Star. You know, you know, we ran into another one of you supernovas not that long ago, and he kind of said the same thing. Like, what? What really is going on over there at the Dark Star, if you don't mind me asking? To be completely upfront with you, Tilly, I just don't care. I follow orders, and that is all. And whose orders are those exactly? I think you know. Glarus Galaxy Render. Now listen, Claire, you are a super powerful dude. Like, as you might remember, we, you know, made a mistake of, you know, crossing your path incorrectly the last time, which I'm not going to make that mistake this time. But, um, like, Glarus is like the little half-elf dude. Like, he ain't nothing. Like, why are you taking orders from him? If I didn't have to take these orders, I assure you I wouldn't. But this mask makes it so that I must follow the f- cult of the Dark Star. Oh, no. With these orders, like, what's the, what's the end game here? Like, what, what are you guys really trying to do? I assure you, I just don't care. So long as I can get back to doing what I enjoy. And what did you guys get on perception checks, by the way? Oh, God, that was a while ago. Um, I got... A 17. 15. And, oh, uh, uh, Hildegard had a pretty good role as well. You guys hear pretty much, it's muffled a bit, and it's a little hard to hear, but you catch Tilly's conversation that she's having, like, muttered by the door. I, I whispered to Alistair, she's an idiot. I know. Should we murder him now <laughs> or later? We should murder her. I think he can do that on his own. Hildegard goes, what? Whisper. I seriously though, what the fuck are we gonna do? Do we kill her? Kill Tel Aviv? 
we actually can. I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> You're still kind of a bitch. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Hilda, what do you think? Hilda, uh, sort Quietly. of like. <laughs> she uh, holds the uh, the the hilt of her sword, and she like as soon as you open up the discussion of like trying to kill Telomere Venomstar, she's like, yeah, yeah, I think we could take him right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the question. Well, Hilda, I've never been mean to you a day in your life, but you're batshit crazy right now. <laughs> no, we cannot kill him. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You just knock on the door and say, hey, we're here too. I, what, what do you want to do, man? I don't know. Tilly's got it handled in there. But she's, she's probably going to walk out with the kid here. So we just wait and see? Is there a bench I can just sit on? Is there a bench, <laughs> is there a bench in the hallway? Roll a d20. Is there a <laughs> Damn, I got a two. Uh, it looks like there was a bench. The uh, it looks like there's like indentations, four of them <laughs> on the ground. But it looks like someone either stole it or or maybe like they it was like had to be repaired. Perfect. I'm gonna sit my ass right there where the bench used to be on the ground, Indian style, just chilling, crisscross applesauce. Yeah, just waiting for uh, waiting for Tilly to to get the job done. I'm gonna go up to Jandar as he sits down. I'm going in trance so I don't have to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, then that means I'm going to get literally so close in his ear that my tongue will hit his ear a few times. <laughs> Jandar, would you be upset if I attacked Telomere? I'm already upset because you're way too close to my ear. Well, you're not listening to me. At least your body language isn't listening to me. <laughs> what? What do you want? Get away from me. What if I just started attacking Telomere? Would you back me up on it? I don't know. I really would need to <laughs> I really would need to see how it how it pans out. Wait, how long? I'd wait a few uh, I'd wait a few swings to see what was going on. Oh, I'd be if the dead let, for sure. let me put it this way. If the math goes on, you probably won't see me. I probably won't see much if the math goes on. <laughs> Um, I'm good. Like I'm good. Maybe just seeing if Tilly can. The second Tilly screams for help, we kick the door in. So it's Tilly's. Tilly so it's Tilly. So it's all on Tilly. Got it. Yeah. I'm just gonna lean against the wall with my arms crossed. Hilda, get your hands over here. Hildegard goes from uh, listening at the door, and she walks up with the sword. And she's like, "So are we gonna do this or what? Um, no, we're gonna set our asses down and be quiet. We're gonna wait, and then you'll know if we're doing it." And she kind of nods, and she she doesn't seem thrilled about this. Uh, she she seems really gung ho. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to I'm gonna go to Hilda. I'm gonna be like, listen, Hilda, did we tell you what happened last time we faced him? I mean, but you're stronger now, right? But did we tell you what happened last time we faced him? Yeah, he like became a monster, right? D- did I tell you in detail? <laughs> Let me tell you in detail. You guys start talking about the uh, the last time that you faced Telomere Venomstar and try to remind Hildegard who. For the record, her best, best, her childhood friend, her best friend as a child, was murdered by Telomere Venomstar. So she's incredibly gung ho to take him down. But you guys maybe know better. Back to Tilly. I, Tilly, I, your friends kind of move away uh, out in the hall. Though you really can't hear that as you're talking with uh, uh, Telomere Venomstar, and I, uh, Telomere Venomstar, I, uh, you know, looks down to you, Tilly. And he says, 
I really just don't care, I assure you, about everything that's going on. But I have certain obligations. Because of the mask, I was able to escape from Illithid Penitentiary. And so now I owe it. Do you owe the mask? Of course. Does the mask talk to you? No, but its feelings permeate me. I I know its desires. I know what I must do for it. You see, this mask was once the the uh, an item to one of the lords of madness. Oh, who who are those guys? Never heard of them. The lords of madness are beings from beyond time and space. This uh, Glaerus galaxy render is seeking to unseal one of them in this region that's sealed away. Hmm. He wouldn't happen to have mentioned something about uh, gnashing teeth of hunger, desire, or something along those lines, would you? And Telomere Venomstar sort of stares at you for a moment and then looks over at the, uh, the child. And he says, child, you must hurry up. They are here for you. And, uh, and the kid kind of like sort of sighs and kind of like, you know, Actually gets a bag and starts putting his like you know these you know possessions into the the bag. Yeah, I add I add on to that and I go, yep, hurry up, Junior. Your dad's waiting. Pack your things up and say goodbye to your uncle Boogie. You can come visit him again later. Oh, roll uh, deception on that one. <laughs> that's a bad idea. <laughs> we just know that's a lie. I don't want to say what I got. What'd you get? Because I got a one. <laughs> Critical fail. I, uh, the kid. I, uh, I. It seems a little like kind of uh, put off by that, but because Telomere Venomstar is also saying to pack up, you know, the belongings, he he doesn't really have much else to say, and he sort of like kind of sniffles a bit as he puts things in, and Telomere Venomstar kind of like whis- whispers down to you again, Tilly. So then only you can hear. And now your friends who aren't by the door anymore are unable to hear. He says, you know, I did give him a good, a a brief glimpse into what a good life is. Yeah, I've heard the stories that you normally do that for like a month. And then they're just like, who knows what happens to them, but they're gone. Oh, I know what happens. And he sort of stares and he stares at the kid and he says, Yes, you see, Tilly, the trick is to find children that aren't treated very well at home, you see. They're, you know, maybe beaten, maybe they aren't loved. But regardless, you find them and you spirit them away. Typically, it's a line about how you can make their life better, some magical way of making things happen. And then... You know, a few days go by and the child tends to get nervous. They, you know, have homesickness. It's rather strange, really. Even the children that are hurt and mangled by their parents more than any other, they still get this homesickness. But weeks go by and you gain their trust. And there becomes a, there comes a time in about a month's span when the child looks at you and it truly trusts you. And there's nothing sweeter than rending that child limb from limb at that point after they've built up all that trust 
And Tilly, when you look up at Telomere Venomstar, his stoic face is no longer emotionless. And for the briefest of moments, it looks like his eyes have rolled back into his head and his tongue is hanging out and he almost drools a bit. And he has this horrifyingly, like, pleasured face on. And then when you blink, it looks like it's gone and he's back to being emotionless. And he says, but no matter. I'll merely have to bide my time. Wait a little longer. Find another child. One that's not in this city, hopefully. You ready, Junior? And the kid kind of like walks up and he says, Telomere, why do I have to leave? Like, I thought we were having fun. And Telomere looks down and he says, I oh, see, child, what I had done taking you away from your parents is wrong. It is a crime in the city of Narquellian. Tilly here is to make sure that you get back with your parents, to keep you safe. It's for the best, I'm sure you understand. And the kid looks really kind of confused and sort of hurt, and he goes to uh, like the to you, Tilly, and he kind of like you know has this like bag, and you know it looks like he maybe like stuffed a fruit pie in there, and it looks kind of like there's like a little bit of like uh, like uh, uh, like it's apple pie filling like squeezed out of one of the holes of this little knapsack, and uh, and he kind of like kind of shrugs and he looks a little upset. All right, you ready to go? Say your goodbyes. And the kid's kind of upset, and Telomere Venomstar is emotionless and doesn't really say goodbye to the child. What would you like to do? I'm gonna get the kid and walk out the door. Sure. And you put your hand on the doorknob, and Telomere Venomstar doesn't do anything. And the door, and you open the door, and across the hall is... Uh, Hildegard, Jandar, and Alistar, and it looks like uh, Hilda is like holding the sword, like or like the the hilt of the sword, and it looks like she's like being talked down by Alistar, and everybody sort of like has this awkward pause as like it gets into the hall, and Hildegard sees Telomere Venomstar as the door swings wide open. Um, I, I just wave. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> Telomere Venomstar doesn't do anything he just sort of stares i um so are the kid and i like in the hall now yeah so you step the kid out into the hall and out or in uh uh telomere venomstar is just sort of staring at the 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 lot of you the the four of you and the child alistair what would you like to do Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Tilly and say, "Close the door behind you." Uh, you uh, yes, so yeah, yeah, so I reach up and I go, "All right, well, have a great day." And I close the door behind me, but then I like scurry over to these guys and I'm like, "Listen, we gotta get this guy. I talked him into giving me the child. We gotta get this kid out of here. It's not safe for him. We have to come back to deal with this matter another time." First of all, we had our ears to the door. You didn't talk them into anything. He gave them to you, okay? Stop, talk, the, stop making yourself sound so cool, Tilly. Let's just go. That's the best I could do. <laughs> That's me talking him into giving him I don't know what I'm to do. I'm Tilly, guys. I'm so fucking scared. Hildegard looks to you, Alistair, and she says, I think we can take him. <laughs> Did you not hear every word I just said to you about the last time we faced him? It was a little in one ear and out the other. Yeah, he was as tall as a tree. Um, Stilts man! Reference to when that door was open and I was able to see him. Mm -hmm. 
Was his mask on the top of his head? It sure was. Absolutely. It's too close to his face. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Where else am, would it be? I, I don't know. He could have put it on a, on a dresser or something. I don't know. Oh, my God. But I'm leaving. If we come, it's too if close. If we leave, and I, I don't think he'll be here. Exactly. But then he'll take another kid. Mm-hmm. But not this kid. We're heroes today. <laughs> but, I mean, you're not wrong. But are we heroes if we just let him be? Yes. <laughs> We're our own heroes. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I feel guilt. I feel fear. Listen, either way, we have to get this kid out of here. So Should we send Hilda with the kid out of here? Oh, my God. Hilda looks to you, and she says, I would rather stay and fight, but if you need me to get this kid home, I know where he lives. I can do so. How fast could you be back? She looks to the kid. And she grabs him and like lifts him like from the waist, and the kid kind of lets out a little bit of a yelp, and she says, "Give me a few minutes." Oh my god! Are we doing this? I don't know. <laughs> this seems like a real bad idea. Hildegard bolts. the The idea that she might get to fight Telomere Venomstar, she's way too excited for that, and just like bolts out of here right down the hall. Man. And the three of you are now left in this like uh, apartment <clears throat> complex in the western side of Narquellian. Okay, guys. Listen. Should we go talk to him? <laughs> listen, when when I was talking to him, yeah. he made mention that he only takes kids from homes that like they're mistreated or like unloved. Yeah, we kind of knew that already, right? So like, if we really want to save kind of this kid, like sending him back to his parents that were mistreating him in some way, like yeah, we'll go back and we'll beat the shit out of the parents and tell them to do a better job, just not to the death, but they're, talking they're not going to gonna the murder parent? their kid. Yeah, you want to know what? They're also not going to murder us if we talk to them. You don't know that. I I feel our chances are better against the parents than they are Telomere Venom Star. You could probably take the parents. I don't think think they're the... They're they're not the world problem. They're not a supernova! So let me get this straight here. Tilly doesn't want to mess with this. That's why she got the kid and got out of there. I pretty much don't want to mess with this. And we're back to the same problem as last time that Mr. Righteous over there wants to go in, guns blazing, and try to kill something that, that we had to run away from. We had to, we had to run for our lives the last time. Alistair, listen to me. I'm sorry, but we're not much better than last time. Listen to me. I can't I'm speak. worse. I can't speak for Jandar, but I'm going to tell you this, okay? If you want to do this, I've got your back, but the second shit gets out of hand... Yeah, you're going to leave like you always do. Yeah, you fuck I know. Out of here. I, you don't have to <laughs> tell you, you that part. You've it. done it many times before. <laughs> oh, shit. Listen, I can't help it that I come from, like, a noble family where we try to do the best. Oh, as, get out of here. Shut your noble mouth. I can't help it. Shut your noble mouth. I can't help it. Lord Alistair. Exactly. I walk up to the door and knock on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you pound on, uh, pound on the door or a uh, polite knock? It's, a, it's an aggressive knock. An aggressive knock. Yeah, aggressive. Knock, though, not pound. It's an aggressive knock. Uh, you, uh, knock on the door and a few moments later, the door opens and sure enough, Telomere Venomstar is there. Mr. Venomstar, I would like to introduce you to Lord Alistair, the most righteous man in the land. He has some words for you and would really like you to listen. 
And then I bow to you, Alistair, and say, Sir Lord Alistair, it's your time to speak, sir. I run up and hide behind Jandar's legs. (laughs) (laughs) And then I whisper in your ears, enjoy, buddy. (laughs) Telomere Venomstar looks to you, Alistair, and he says, Alistair, is this going to go like the first time we met? Most likely. I don't know. (laughs) If I asked really nicely for you to never do this again, would it work? You know, Tilly had asked if I could use my abilities towards good. Oh, I don't, I don't, you don't have to use them for good. Just don't use them. Like, it's not that you have to do one or the other. It's just like, forget, like, go live. There's that shuddering mountain. There's a lot of creepy shit in there. Like, stuff on the walls move. It looks pretty up your alley. Uh, I lean in and whisper to Alistair. So, so this is the this this is the plan, huh? This I is didn't what this, to talk to this him. is what you had ready I, for us, I huh? I've even been thinking a step ahead at no, all. No, good. Keep it up. Literally, keep it up. I tap him on the back. To keep myself from peeing my you're, pants. You're killing it, buddy. Keep up the good okay, work. All right. Um. So, children should be at their homes with their parents. Yes. <laughs> Alistair. <laughs> Answer me a question. I'll try. (laughs) If we all die here, it was worth it. (laughs) Standing up to me like this, trying to get me to stop hurting people. Tell me, how does it make you feel? Makes you feel pretty good, right? Noble, that you're doing the right thing. You know, at the moment, I don't know how I feel yet, except for terror. So tell me, when you're helping the city and you're going around and solving its problems and dealing with, you know errors in the area yeah tell me how does that make you feel i mean if i feel pretty good about helping people out when they need it oh i can answer this he's actually just a greedy asshole that wants gold and stuff so i mean as long as there's a reward he's in it not necessarily uh-huh. well, when you receive these presents and these items how does it make you feel oh don't forget about the praise don't forget about the praise he really likes the praise i don't know if i've gotten praise, praise since i've been here treasure helping people regardless <laughs> it makes you feel something good I mean, correct. Sh- sure, Jana, you're not helping him. You're not helping this at all. Well, I, I, I didn't even told you what side I was going to take. Oh God! I and just cookies. said I, I just knocked on the door. He also likes cookies. No, I like pies. Fruit pies. Well, they were out, so I didn't get any. I felt sad because you bought them all, didn't you? <laughs> he ignores that last statement. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought. <laughs> the guilt's all over your face. He says, "Alistair, all I wish is to also feel good." And that is why I do the things that I do. It is the only way that I can feel. But what if we found a way for you to feel good that didn't involve that? I've lived a long life so far, Jandar. I assure you, there is nothing else in this world that makes me feel the way that murdering children who trust me does. Yeah, but you buy a lot of fruit pies, so I mean, are you sure? Fruit pies for children. Jandar. No child could eat that many fruit pies. So, again, don't lie to me that you haven't partaked in a fruit pie. I do need to sustain myself. <laughs> I will admit to that. That's what I thought. So what if we build on this? Instead of sustain, we enjoy fruit pies. Telomere Venomstar just sort of looks at you for a moment, uh, Jandar, and his emotionless face does not really change. He just sort of stares for a moment, and he says... Never once 
Has anyone tried to get me to stop murdering children with the trade-off being eating fruit pies? But I give you credit for trying. I'll take it. It was a good try. Thanks for the praise, and thanks for giving it to me and not to Alistair. I really appreciate that. What if we... What if we... Can we help you? Can we help you? Because I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? Because I feel like we're making a connection here. Okay? I was eavesdropping on your conversation with Tilly. Because I was scared. Okay? I'm being, being brutally honest. You terrify me. But I heard that you are only doing things with this thing on your head because you have to. Is there a way that we can help you where you don't have to listen to that thing anymore? While it is true that I do have to listen to the words of the mask of Rathberry Tartarus, the thing to consider is that I am immensely powerful with the mask, and if I don't have the mask, they'll put me in jail, or you'll try to murder me. Isn't that right, Alistair? I mean, we're not all in the murder here. I plead the fifth. <laughs> this mask is the only thing that is protecting me from being murdered by adventurers like you or town guard or anyone else who wants to protect their child, which, let's face it, is not very often because the children I take are not very well loved. They don't live the best lives. Really killing them is a bit of a kindness to them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Is it better to live a miserable life or to have it cut short? It's not your choice. I was oh, really making a pro- I was really making progress here, uh, Alistair. I was making progress. Thanks for just you know telling him that it's not his choice. You almost and... sided with him against me. He's my friend. What? Shh, quiet. Not for real though. Hey, listen, you two. What the fuck's going on? Everything. I don't know. Everything he's saying is sounding good to me because you guys treat me like shit all the time. I'm a person of small stature. Maybe he'll give me a good See, month. Here's the difference, Tilly, is that you you do it to yourself. It's not your parents that, that mistreat you. you just, you're just you just a mess, okay? So, yes, we have to treat you like garbage because, I mean, look at you. <laughs> I'm a person, too. Eh. Questionable. <laughs> Tell my Venom Star who seems just as as uh, emotionless as before, sort of looks at the three of you and says, well, if there's nothing else, I'm going to be going. Where are you going? I assure you it's not your business. Well, um, I'm sure we'll come across each other again. But what if we want to help you go there? I'm really into this help thing. I want to help you. <laughs> Jandar, considering uh, you've muttered under your breath that you're like not really his friend and other things that, like though. that, I'm pretty sure you didn't hear that. Uh, he he just shake uh, he just sort of shakes his head and he says, "I assure you, I have no need for help. I'm from the likes of you three. You don't even know us, man. I know you enough to know that you're like every other adventuring party out there. Mm, you run I don't into... think so because your boss doesn't want every other adventuring party. So try again." You run into the boogeyman. You think that you'll make a name for yourself by ending the reign of the greatest serial killer in the world. I don't care about your reign, though. And then you run away. I just kind of want to understand why you have this reign and why you continue to be a slave to this mask and why you just... I mean, clearly we know you're powerful. Clearly we ran away from you last time because we underestimated you. We won't make that mistake again, which is why we're having a very professional conversation right now. Very chill. Okay? But 
you're still just a puppet. And from the person that I've gotten to know of you, I, I don't know. I just don't take you as a puppet. Uh, roll persuasion with disadvantage. Oh, with guidance. And guidance, apparently. <laughs> Can I give him inspiration? Uh, sure. What does that give me? Uh, I think it gives you a D10. Okay, well, you look that up while I roll here and figure out. Yeah, stack how... those dice up, baby. You better inspire the fuck out of this guy. All right, what do I get from you, Mr. I have way too many abilities and can't figure out what that what that even does for me. Uh, you get to add a... Yeah, it's a D10. You get, you get to add to your roll. Oh, well, look at that. That will be a 21. With a 21, he sort of looks to you and I... Uh, and then he just sort of like, you know, like, you know, stares, you know, at you for a few moments, Jandar. And he says, you're quite right. I am no puppet. But so long as the threat of death is everywhere around me, I'll continue to use this mask. There's no other choice. And he turns and he starts walking down the hall. And he walks by the three of you. Is there anything the three of you would like to do? I'm I'm good with what I did. I tried to use my words. <laughs> I damn well am not going to use a weapon on this man. <laughs> Tilly, is there anything you'd like to do as he walks by? I'm just going to say, well, see ya, Boogie. Alistair. Is Hilda the back yet? She is not back. What would you like to do? Telomere Venom Star, with the mask on top of his head, goes to walk down the hall. He's walking right by you. What would you like to do? It may not be today, but it'll be someday soon. You'll see us again. And we'll help you. And then we're not going to help you. What the hell, Chandar? I mean, you don't know what help means. Setting them free could be help for all I care. Uh, yeah. Telomere Venom Star stops at the end of the hall. And he sort of like, you know, stops to stare back at you, Alistair, and the rest of you, you know, standing around. He says, I should think that you would hope that you would never run into me. I thought we were buddies, though. I've enjoyed this conversation with you. Why wouldn't we want to have another? I don't enjoy much of anything in this world aside from rending the flesh off of those I've targeted, Jandar. Oh, and don't forget fruit pies. We're, we're going to work on that one. We're going to build on that fruit pies. He stares for a moment and ignores you. <laughs> he says, your words are quite brave, Alistair. But in the end, they are just words. Until you can draw your swords from their scabbards and strike me down... <laughs> Then they are only words. <laughs> Hilda does not appear and try to attack him. <laughs> she does not get back in time. And uh, Telomere Venom Star, the boogeyman, turns and walks down the hall. The door is ajar from the room he was in. And it's the three of you in the hallway. I'm going to head into the room and investigate. 
I'm gonna cry in the hallway. <laughs> like sad crying, angry crying, all of the above? Fair enough. Tilly, what are you doing? I'm gonna pat Alistair in the back and be like, we really dodged a bullet there, buddy. I don't know. I feel like I died. <laughs> all right, you take all the time you need. I need I'm gonna to go relax. Help. I'm gonna go help Jandar I'm gonna go sit on the room. floor. <laughs> I was gonna say you sit on the floor, uh, Alistair. You you are uh, feeling a little emotional, and that's okay. Uh, you guys are in the uh, the room. You hear the soft sobbing from your friend in the hallway. I stick my head out into the hallway and be like, "Hey, man, that wasn't too bad, was it? I thought we did a pretty good job." And then I come back in to investigate. <laughs> so, I cry harder. The the uh, the tears increase. I I Jandar and Tilly. You guys walk in, and it looks like a regular room. Uh, there's, you know, kind of like what I described to Tilly before. There's a, a smoldering fire, uh, a pot, you know, hanging above the fire in this fireplace. Uh, I, uh, the the stone, you know, the fireplace has like a lot of stonework around it because, of course, you know, this building is made of a tree. Uh, so the the fireplace and its chimney seem to be made of stone. Uh, you look around the room, there's this table. Uh, it looks like on the table is uh, uh, this inkwell, and it looks like uh, uh, maybe the child was drawing pictures or something. It looks like a lot of crudely drawn stuff, you know, on these, like, you know, scrolls that are, you know, kind of like rolled out. I uh, Otherwise, you look around the room, there's these two beds. Uh, there's a uh, uh, you know, doesn't seem to be much else in the way of furniture. Uh, and the kid took away, you know, whatever toys he had amassed while he was here. You don't know if the kid had them before he came here, but they, you know, he had seemed to got them uh, somehow or another. Uh, and if you want, you guys can roll in the room uh, an investigation check. Uh, let's see. Uh, honestly, that would be about the the only uh, uh, roll on the table uh, at this point is you can both make investigation checks. Well, I'll take my three. <laughs> 18. With a three, uh, Jandar, you look around. Uh, you see the the crumbs from whatever meal they ate at this you know table in the middle of the this you know uh, chamber. Uh, aside from that, uh, you don't really see a whole lot else. It, it's you know weirdly bland and boring for being the place where Telomere Venomstar had just stayed. Are there tools to put the fire out? Because I feel like it's a pretty bad decision to just leave this fire going and and leaving this room. Sure, yeah. There's uh like a uh, uh like a bucket with like ashes in it. There's you know all the standard like fire you know place you know kit, like right. kit is here. Well, well, I since I failed to investigate, I will be uh, be kind and put the fire out. Well, hopefully Tilly finds something. Absolutely, uh, Tilly with an eighteen. You look around the room, and as much as you scour around, you don't find much, which is strange. Like, uh, uh, Telomere Venomstar was just here. He had just been staying here for weeks, and there's not much. He didn't seem to have, like, a... a, a if he had a backpack on, it was must have been under his cloak. Uh, so you didn't really see get a good look at that. Um Aside from that, though, uh, you know, the bed looks like it's, you know, been made earlier that day. It looks like it was very well kept. It looks very weirdly organized for being this place where this kid was supposedly going to die. Uh, aside from that, though, uh, the only other thing that dawns on you, Tilly, is that, uh, uh, like, how did Telomere Venomstar get this place? Hmm. You know, I mean, because he... he whether he was renting it, whether he bought it, you're not entirely sure. There might be somebody in this, you know, kind of uh, apartment area that might be able to give you some more insight into that. But uh, 
uh, yeah, whether whether he stole the place from somebody or not, you have no idea. There's at the very least you as much as you search, you don't see any blood stains. You don't see any like you know evidence of violence or anything like that. I let Jane Darno know just like with conversation, be like, "Man, this place is pretty clean. I don't see anything." But then I'm like, "How how did he afford this place?" You're not sure. I uh, I mean. To the best of your knowledge, Telomere Venomstar isn't like you know exceedingly wealthy or anything. Uh, but at the same time, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I mean, he's been like he lived a long life, as he said. So maybe he's has you know uh, had something from long ago. You're not sure, Alistair. Uh, as they're searching the room, about a you know few minutes pass as you sort of softly sob, uh, you know, all by yourself. And Hildegard rushes back down the hallway, and she looks around and she sees you sobbing. She goes. Oh, God, did he kill the other two? No, they're in the room. He's gone. We're dead in here. <laughs> he killed us. Don't listen to them. They're assholes. Ah! What, what happened? We just... We just let him leave. I pop my head out. No, you let him leave. And I pop my head out and go, yeah, you Don't put that leave. shit on me. <laughs> you were last Don't in line. Don't put that shit on me. You were last in Don't line. Don't put that shit on you me. You had the last decision no. to be made. No. And your face read, I'm a bitch. I'm a noble bitch. But I'm going to let this person walk out this door. Hildegard asks, and she says, so what? He's, he's just going to do this again? Probably. Well, I really tried hard to get him to jump on over to the fruit pie game and leave the kids alone, but it didn't seem to go over too well. Hildegard stares at you, Jandar, and she kind of looks mad, and she says, You told the boogeyman, the world's just worst serial killer, that he should eat fruit pies instead of killing children. Yeah, it was it was basically our only move. Nobody else was saying anything, so I went for the you know I went for something. And I this, know I know he buys fruit pies, a lot of them. And this move was in place of trying to take down Telomere Venomstar. Oh, hundred percent, because no one uh, in this room right now would take down Telomere Venomstar. So if you think you could, then you're clinically insane. And. She, who is on edge as she darted into the, the hallway expecting combat, sort of like lets her hands droop down. She says, well, the kid's alive. I guess that's all that matters. And she just goes to walk off. Anything you guys want to say otherwise? Nope. Noble, noble Lord Alistair is the one with the words, so go for it. I'm just going to walk out. You're leaving, like, with Hilda? Yeah. Sure, you guys walk uh, out down the hallway. Uh, now, your friends have been searching that room, you know. Did you want to talk to them about that or anything? Nope. Fair enough. You walk out. Uh, Tilly and Jandar, you guys are, you know, in this uh, uh, hallway, having talked uh, with uh, uh, Hilda, who's uh, pretty upset that uh, Telomere Venomstar got away. Uh, Alistair's upset that, you know, he's loose. But at the same time, none of the three of you tried to fight him. What would you guys like to do? I'm going to look at Jandar and I'm going to go, man, doesn't it feel weird that we, like, came to save this kid and now, like, other people are pissed that we didn't try to kill this guy that would have murdered us? Like, we saved the kid, right? Like, we, we won? 
we at least uh, slowed him down for the time being. I mean, if we if there's another altercation with him down the road, then we'll deal with it when we get there. But, I mean, I don't know what people wanted to do. Did we all want to die and also kill everybody in this entire building and possibly this entire city because we wanted to save one kid? Like, I get it that lives matter, but... Yeah, but the lives of the world matter. Like, you overheard him. He's trying to work with Glarish to unleash this teeth of gnashing desire. Like, no, he's working for Glarish for because he has to. Right. But I'm staying like... All we need to do is prove to him he doesn't have to, and Glarish loses this whole anchor of power that he has. Yeah, true, but... Not everything has die, to be black and white. We don't have to kill everything that we see. If we die to Telomere, then the world dies to Glarus. That's okay. I, you know what? That's a good point. I'll give you that one, Tilly. Yeah. Uh, at this point, too, uh, you guys had, you know, after your conversations with Telomere, uh, he is working with and for uh, Glarus Galaxy Render and the Cult of the Dark Star. And uh, you also learned that uh, he mentioned that... Uh, uh, you know, he now has uh, doesn't have the ability to uh, get another kid because he now has pressing matters, you know, that were coming at the end of the month for the followers of the Dark Star. Okay, I run out into the hallway and then I yell at the top of my lungs, Who is the idiot that sold or rented this room to a child serial killer? A few moments pass. And a door all the way at the end of the hall. So, like, you know, down the hall to the T-junction where Alistair and Hilda left. And then down at the end of the hall, a door slowly creaks open. And you hear this, like, step, thump, step, thump, step, thump. And this really, really old lady kind of walks out into the hall. And she goes, who said that? He did. He did. He I did, walk. I walk. Point at, point at you can point at me all I want. I walk right <laughs> up to this this lady. Like, do you, are, do you run this place? Did you sell that back room to the man that is a serial killer of children? She is a forest gnome. She's old. She's hunched over a cane. She's even smaller than Tilly because of this. She's this tiny little thing with Good. this white curly hair. Then I tower over her and intimidate her. I want an answer. Was it you? And she looks up and she says, I sold the what? Do you run this place? Is this place yours? Are you like the landlord or whatever you want to call yourself? Oh, you want to buy a room? Yes. Well, I'm afraid we're full at the moment. If we weren't, who would I talk to about buying a room? If you weren't what? If it wasn't full, who would sell me a room? Oh, I would sell you a room. But we're full. <laughs> You're not full anymore. I'm sure that we are. I just sold about four, three, two and a half, three and a half. Three and a half weeks ago, I just sold and rented out a room. To who? He was a, a very quiet boy. Boy? Yes. How old? Oh, he's a dark elf. I don't know. Uh, 30. 300. 
And then she points at you, Jandar. And she goes, "All of you elves look about the same That's age racist. to me. Deal with it." <laughs> and she goes to put her cane down on the ground after swinging around in the air as she talked about you and dropped a little uh, low-key racism. Did he have a child? I believe he said that he was single. I remember asking because it costs more if you have a spouse and children. So you didn't realize that he had a child with him? Who has a child? The man that you just <laughs> sold the room to! I don't believe so. He said that he was single. He lied to you. Evict him. Nobody lies to me. <laughs> Let's go talk to him. And she starts going down the hall very, very slowly. Alistair, you and Hilda have stormed out. Uh, Hilda isn't really walking with you. She sort of stormed off before you. Did you. Were you trying to catch up to her? No, I want to head towards the kid's house. You don't really know where the kid lives? Did I'll you go want up to Hilda and ask her, where did, he, where did you take him? Show me where he lives. Hilda sort of stops, and she says, yeah, yeah, we can go. I'll take you there. And she starts uh, taking you down to the, the lowest level of the city, the uh, understory. And uh, she kind of uh, uh, walks pretty quickly. Uh, and after a couple of minutes, you guys get to almost uh, sort of like what you just saw, this sort of like low-income kind of housing area. In one of the trees, uh, where on the bottom level, uh, it looks like it's sort of like communal, you know, like living amongst, you know, uh, a bunch of different families, like in, you know, this small area. And uh, as far as that goes, she takes you to a door and she says, this is the place. Will you wait outside? She shrugs and uh, she kind of like shrugs and she doesn't seem like she wants to. If you want, make a persuasion check to get her to stay. Yeah. And what'd you get? Um, I got a 25. With a 25, she nods and she says, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll stay. And she kind of like, you know, leans up against the wall and kind of puts her hand on uh, uh, the long sword that she's got. And uh, you're at the door. Um, I want to knock. You knock on the door. And after a few moments, uh, a, uh, a very meek looking half elf woman opens the door. Hello, ma'am. What's your name? Uh, she uh, uh, introduces herself as Celestia. Are you the boy's mother that we just brought back? And she bit? softly nods. Is he here okay safely? And she says, yes, he was just brought home not too long ago. Are you his only parent or is there a father around? Oh, no, his father is here. Can I speak to him? Uh, sure. And she very meekly goes into the, the room. And uh, uh, she kind of like, kind of like, doesn't close the door in your face, but she kind of like softly, kind of like you know, mm -hmm. presses it up, and uh, and you you hear like it's what sounds like likely like her whispering, and uh, uh, a, a loud voice goes, "Huh? What? Whatever. Fine." And he 
you hear like thumping and like stomping up to the door, and the door swings wide, and there's a uh, half elf there. Uh, he looks like he's got a kind of like mustache goatee combo, uh, and he kind of looks at you. He's it seems like a kind of a taller guy, uh, and he looks down. and He says, "What do you want? Are you the boy's father? Yeah, I am. What's your name?" Uh, he says that his name is uh, 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 Gale. Gale. We brought your son back. He says, yeah, I thanked the lady already. You thanked the lady? Yeah. Did you care that your son was gone? Of course. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? You don't sound very appreciative of this. You know why your son was taken? Uh, yeah, he uh, uh, ran away from home, the lady told me. Yeah, why did he run away from home? Listen, buddy, I don't need this shit. I'm going to grab him by the collar and slam him up against the door. Make an intimidate check. Seven. He says, listen, buddy, I'm calling the town guard. You call the guard, and they'll have to pry my hands off your body. You treat your child right, and this shit doesn't happen. The only reason why he came here was because that child didn't want to be here. Now you make it so that this child wants to be here and feels loved, and he's not going to get killed. And the same thing with the rest of these kids down here. I know it's hard, but it doesn't mean you have to put your shit on another kid. Yeah, let me get right on that, buddy. And I just walk away. You feel something uh, uh, wet land on your back. When he spits at you, you hear a... Oh. He says, yeah, you better run. Oh, I'm going to punch him in the face. Oh, by all means. <laughs> what, do I just roll an attack for unarmed? Sure, unarmed attack. Uh, strength check. Oh, that's a three. <laughs> you go to swing and whiff, and the guy like leans back, and he goes, yeah, that's what I thought. And he goes to slam the door. Oh, I kicked that door open. Uh, we're going to go make an uh, initiative ch- uh, check trade-off, so go ahead and make an initiative roll. Okay. Uh, 13. Door slams, and you kick the door. Make a strength check. 10. With a 10, there's a loud pound as you kick it. And the door doesn't break down. Fuck. You're a piece of shit! I walk away. Hilda stares at you and she says, Doesn't feel great, does it? No, it doesn't feel great, Hilda. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your friend died. I'm sorry that we didn't kill him for you. Not everything is about revenge, I suppose. And Hilda goes to, to walk off with you and tell. Finally down at the end of the hall, the old woman... Gets to the door, and she goes, He isn't even here. He left. With the... Well, never mind. Never Jander, mind. Jander. I, like, tug on, tuck on his pant leg, and I'm like, I don't even know if this lady knows she lives here. I don't think we're going to get anything out of her. Like, this seems like a waste of time. Well, I suppose I'm going to have to get the paperwork ready to evict him. At least he put that large down payment down. What? Wait, hold on. You have paperwork and the large down payment. Can I see this? Uh, roll persuasion. Uh, that would be a 17. She goes, you did strike me as the lawyer type. Most of you elves do. And she says, very well, come with me. And she 
slowly stomps down the hall and you guys get to her room and her room looks uh to be about the same size as the uh the room that telomere was staying in but it looks like there's a lot more like there's bookcases it looks like there's like file work basically you know and i uh, sure enough uh on one of the bookshelves is this small golden statue and she goes to lift it and like and like can't really lift it very well you want to help her? I help her. You pick up the gold statue, and it's heavy. Uh, gold's pretty heavy stuff. And uh, there's a, uh, it looks like a golden spider. Make a history check, the two of you. Uh, 19. And Tilly? 22. With a 19 and a 22, you both look at this, and uh, it seems like this is a... Uh, 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 like a treasure from the Drow Kingdom, and it comes back to you from what uh, uh, Professor von Drakovich had mentioned uh, just the other day that uh, Telomere Venomstar is from Enwina Lume, which is a Drow Kingdom. But this treasure looks like it's from one of their like you know primary houses. This looks like it might be from. Uh, uh, and it clicks in your head and suddenly it uh, kind of surprises you that you didn't like it didn't kind of piece together earlier. Uh, it looks like this is a treasure from House Arachnos and it dawns on you that's Hilda's last name. How many gold pieces do you think that this is worth? Oh, did you see the size of the thing? I don't even care. It's it's huge. Any gold you can't lift has got to be worth something, right? Yeah, but, like, how many gold pieces? Well, let's go to the money lender and we'll find out. And she hops off a stool and she goes, I'm going to need my stool. And she goes to slowly uh, uh, hobble over to, uh, 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 like, this little, like, uh, uh, little, like, shawl, this blanket thing. And she wraps it around her shoulders. She goes, is it cold outside? Maybe I need something more. I don't know. Is it cold outside? I don't know. <laughs> is there anything else like the paper? Like, did she show me the paperwork? I mean, obviously, yes. It's, it looks like it's sitting out. Uh, she's currently like, you know, uh, wondering about the temperature outside. I'm looking. I want to look at the paperwork too. Is there anything on the paperwork worth that's not fake? Yeah. So you take a look, and uh, it does look like there's some general information about the the applicant, essentially, and. Uh, you know, it lists, uh, you know, Telomere Venomstar's name. Uh, it has the, the you know, uh, residence and everything. And uh, as far as that goes, it looks like it's just sort of general vague information. Okay. It, it doesn't look like there's anything, like, noteworthy. But it does list the original hometown, you know, where Telomere uh, was from as Enwina Lume. So I look at um, I look at Tilly since we both figured out this spider thing and go, we, Alistair needs to know about this. And unfortunately, we need to we need more information from Hilda. This is this goes this goes deeper than we expected. I like pulled Jane to our side, and I go, I agree completely. But like, I guess my whole point was I was gonna try to like give her a comparable amount of gold pieces for that, so we could just take the item. <sighs> do you want like if you want to go? How get many with gold him, pieces do you have? Eight hundred and sixty. Do you just want like a to get it like a quick estimate, just looking at the thing, how much it's probably worth? 
Yeah. Yeah. So you you look at it and uh, uh, from its weight and everything and it's, you know, like sort of like historical value, you would probably uh, you know wager it's probably a, a worth around 100 gold. Ma'am, I'm a lawyer. Remember? That sounds right. Yeah. I, and I know a lot about payment. Is that fair? If you insist. I'm going to save you a trip because it is so nasty outside. This spider is worth 100 gold. I will gladly give you 102 gold for it. 102? I make him out like a bandit. Perfect. She takes Tilly, the 102 gold. Tilly, pay the woman. Done and, and done. How much are you actually paying her? 102 gold. Oh, I'll be danged. We're legit. I thought for sure it'd be like 99 gold. <laughs> All right. I take. Let's take the spider and let's go find I'm giving it. her 105 gold. Whoa. Oh, man. She, uh, that is she, not the deal that we made agreed <laughs> on. Yeah, I'm a J- lawyer over here. Jandar doesn't know that. I slipped her three gold. Okay. You give her 105 gold. She takes it. And you guys now have this uh, golden statue. Uh, Alistair and Hilda, uh, you guys are kind of like walking out. Alistair, where were you heading next? Uh, probably towards back towards the group. Absolutely. I. Uh, as you uh, start heading up to the uh, the understory uh, and you're walking through the shopping district, you uh, sort of get this like immediate sense of dread and you stop and you kind of turn to look and in the crowd you see Telomere Venom Star and he almost sort of like in the midst of the crowd sort of stops to stare at you and you guys lock eyes. And a moment passes. And he sort of like turns and he kind of puts the hood up over his head and he kind of like tucks his head down and disappears into the crowd. And Telomere Venom Star vanishes from your eyes. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.